All right, everyone. Welcome to episode number nine of Go With The Flow. Special guest in the building. He is, I think, one of my biggest fans of the show. But two, there's you and there's one other person, Paige Lester. Shout out to Paige. She's fantastic. I So I work at Dylan Gym, and every time she, she goes to the gym a lot, and anytime she walks by, she like recaps me about the most recent episode and so between you and her because you also have also you've hit me up about a bunch of the different episodes mm-hmm. when i had the episode about like oh like shitting on private schools you're like oh i went to private school i want to come on here and talk about it so uh my friend donovan is in the building welcome to the show donovan yeah thanks for having me flo yeah thank you for uh thank you for listening first of all because it's always nice to hear that people listen it's something that when i put out the episodes i'm like are people actually going to listen so it's nice to know that people do listen so the first thing actually the very very first thing that i want to cover is you walked in here and you asked me a great question so can you can you re-ask that question right now yeah so i asked why is your nickname flo if your name is folaren and that is a fantastic question and i was trying to think about the origin of the nickname and i remember that I know it started in high school for sure, and I remember it being my best. My basketball coach is the first person I remember call, calling me Flo. Because when you're on the court and you're trying to get things out quickly, for Lauren, three syllables, that doesn't cut it. So I remember him being the first one to call me Flo. And so it started in high school. And then I came to college, and I honestly am not even sure how we got here, too. Because like you were saying, you knew me freshman year, mm-hmm. and it wasn't that. Like, you didn't know me by Flo. Many people don't call me Flo. And it wasn't until last year where a bunch of people started calling me Flo. And at this point, probably like 50% of people call me Flo. Okay. Yeah, so I just wanted to say that on the episode because the name of the podcast is Go With The Flow. Yeah. And if other people are wondering how I got the nickname Flo or why it's called that, there you go. I Honestly, I'm not sure who to credit for bringing it to Princeton because I don't think I ever introduced myself as Flo to anyone. At this point, I do now. It's like Flarin. Oh, what do you say? Oh, it's Flo. Mm-hmm. Just because it's simpler. So... I digress. <laughs> um, so, Donovan, you're a senior. So, could you just tell me some of the things that you've been involved in around campus, where you're from, and how you made it all the way to Princeton University? Yeah. Um, so, I guess I'll start with my name. My name's Donovan. Um, I'm from Dallas, Texas. Um, so, shout out Texas. Um, and then I'm a senior. So, I've had a lot of jobs on campus um, throughout the years, like dining hall, Stevens Fitness. Um, substitute oh, so I didn't substitute. have a full-time role. Okay. I was trying to get one okay um, but yeah that I was like lab TA um, and then also on club soccer that's so which is how we met that's how we met um, and then yeah coast takes up a lot of time and then I was also um, an officer for Canon um, the past year but like didn't get to do too much because um, we got sent home and everything. Which we will talk about in a little bit. But again, shout out to Club Soccer because very well represented on this podcast. I believe you are my third teammate who I've had on the podcast yes, out of sir. nine. So a third <laughs> of my guests have been from Club Soccer. So shout out shout out to the great club. Also, we had, I don't know if you remember this, but we had uh, Gen Chem together freshman fall, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I yeah. just, I don't even, I just remember you being like, a very, you're just a smart guy. I don't know if you know, but you're, you're a smart dude. And I would like ask you for help on stuff. I would see you in lecture, just chilling. I like, I, and then I'd be like, "Oh, what'd you get on the test?" Be like, "Oh, I did really well." I was like, "Okay, Donovan. Donovan's a smart guy." And the fact that you're a lab TA, that's not an easy thing. Mm-hmm. Can you explain what that is? Uh, yeah, so I'm a coast lab TA for people that don't go to Princeton. Um, coast is computer science, which is a really weird acronym. Um, but yeah, so lab TA is just like. People taking the three intro courses for computer science can come to lab days during a certain time 
out of the week and like get help on their assignments or just ask questions about like code and how to code and the different um, like coding norms. Yeah, and so basically you really have to know your stuff to be a lab TA because you're basically like a, a intermediary between the teacher and the student. So he's a, he's a smart guy. That's, that's, that's the whole point of that. <laughs> <laughs> and so the first thing that I want to talk about with you is um, on the episode with Angela, we talked about private school and mm -hmm. how I don't understand the point of it and I kind of shit on it a little bit. <laughs> and then you you hit me up and you're like, oh, I actually went to private school. And I was like, bingo. Like, I already wanted you on the podcast, but now this is another topic for us to talk about. And so you walk in here like 20 minutes ago and you tell me that you went to a... a can you explain your, your yeah, high school um, for me, please? So I went to a Cistercian Preparatory School. Oh, um, oh c a what? Cistercian. What is Cistercian? Um, so that's like the religious order that they are. So they're Cistercian monks, which is like a sect of like Catholic monks. Wow. Um, so it was like, it was a monastery school. It was all guys. Um, and yeah, I know it's a lot of people. Oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we had sister schools. We had sister schools. Okay, well, um, that's who you would do like the prom with. Like, yeah, yeah. Okay. We had like mixers and stuff. I'll Even like in stuff. middle school, we had like mixers with all the other private schools in Dallas. Okay. Um, but yeah, so anyways, um, it was, I had 43 guys in my graduating class. Wow, so that's it was small. It's very small, yeah. So, like, top 10% of my class was four guys, mm -hmm. and they were all valedictorians. Were you a valedictorian? I was, no, I was. Oh, like, boo! <laughs> Damn. I was, like, just above average in my, in my. It's okay, grade. you made it here anyway, that's yeah. what's up. But, uh, but, yeah, so it was a good time. I really enjoyed it. I really liked it. Um. And I wouldn't have traded it for, like, going to a different school. See, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. You only enjoyed it because that was your only high school experience. <laughs> you went to school with only 43 other guys. Yeah. I don't even know where to start with that. How do you... Okay, this is going to sound... In, okay, here's... Uh, no, no, no. Okay, <laughs> no, let me, no, no, yeah, let me let me put this in a, in a digestible way that doesn't make me sound like a weirdo. Um, when you go to school with, you know, just, like... Whoever it is that you might be interested in. So for me, that's girls. So like, I went to graduating class like four hundred. Lots mm -hmm. of girls, whatever, whatever. You know, it's like gym class. You see a cute girl, you like go a little bit harder. You know, it's like every day you like, oh, let me put on this nice little outfit. I don't yeah. know who might be watching, who might be interested. Uh -huh. Those little extra motivating factors that just like yeah. get you up every day because you know that the person that you might be interested in is just like might be watching you. Yeah, you don't have that motivation. No. And what what's that like? Well, well, but I mean, like, it's sort of like, I don't have to worry about that, so I can focus on school. Yeah, but more. who needs to focus on school? You, you, you made it here. I mean, I made it here. Yeah. A bunch of us who went to school with girls, we made it here. Yeah. So it's not that, it's not really that big of a deal. It's a welcome distraction. Mm, I mean, I, I sort of liked having, like, when I'm at school, like, at first it's not all school. Like, it was 43 dudes, so we, like, messed around a ton. Um at least two of our English classes in junior year, we, like, threw a party, um, and we didn't even do class, because, like, people brought in, like, gallons of, like, chocolate milk and, like, a whole bunch of 20-pack nuggets from McDonald's. All I'm hearing is a party of 40 dudes. That doesn't, so, sound, yeah. that doesn't sound that, that doesn't fun. Sound good to you, it not, 40 dudes, no, sir. That ratio is terrible. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I sort of liked having, like, during the week, it's, like, you don't have to worry too much about, like, appearance or anything, like... I got up in the morning like when I knew I was going to be late to school mm -hmm. and would like drive to school. Um, and like, so I didn't worry about like looking nice and like having my hair good. We also had a uniform, so I didn't have to worry about like 
what to wear. Mm-hmm. I mean, the only thing I could change was my shoes, but I sort of got in trouble for that because, like, I would wear, like, slippers or, like, blue suede Sperry's, <laughs> which, like, were sort of not the dress code. Um, but I got away with it for a while, so it was fine. Okay, and were the I, – so I'm guessing this, since it was a monastery school, were things very strict? Yeah, like, tucked in shirts, like, all the time. Um, like, people got penances if what? you, like – if you messed around in class, um, the the priest or teacher, we had like both, uh-huh. um, they would give you a penance, which is basically like you have to write like a certain amount of words or something. <laughs> oh about like God. So somebody would like, one time somebody had to like write out, I don't know, X number of chapters of like Acts of the Apostles out of the Bible. They just had to like copy it oh down goodness. and like bring it in the next day. So it's like the intro of The Simpsons where Bart's like writing on the chalkboard over yeah, and over. Yeah. You, you actually had to do that. And yeah. so, okay. And so when you would have your, your dances with your sister schools, I'm guessing it was strict, strict uh, room for the Lord in between you and everybody else <laughs> that you were potentially dancing with. Well, um, what, what, what did those dances look like? Yeah. A lot um, of social distancing before Corona happened. Yeah, I, it was it was definitely, like, no grinding and stuff like that. I mean, like, you could sort of, like, sneaky get away with it, like, real quick. Like, but, yeah, no, no, not not a lot of that, like, widespread in the dances. There was a lot of mosh pits. Uh, okay. So you could see from, like, all of guys' school, like, every dance there would be, like, a Darud sandstorm. And so, like, all the girls would clear out. Like around, <laughs> around the dance floor, and all the guys would like would like get in the huddle. And <laughs> hey man, that sounds like monastery school dances. <laughs> and okay, and I think I don't want to stay too long on this, but that yeah. was when I even when I thought when I heard private school, I was that is a different type of private school than I was thinking of. But I'm glad that yeah. this because I've never even heard of a monastery school. Mm-hmm. Talk to anyone who went to one, and all the all the time yeah. I've known, I didn't even know you went to one. But okay, so kind of fast forwarding to this past fall semester, you mentioned that you were an officer of your eating club, Cannon, and mm-hmm. you, so typically the officers of the eating clubs, they get to live in the buildings, and it's, it's, it's a pretty cool thing to do. It's a huge building that you get to live in with just like six other people, and that's yeah. an experience that unfortunately you were not able to participate in. So mm-hmm. could you just tell me, for like what those emotions were like for you as you got to find out more and more and you realized that you weren't going to ex- get this unique experience that only six of you would have gotten in your club? Yeah, so, um, I mean, we found out pretty late that like we couldn't live in the eating clubs. Um, I forgot exactly when, but I, I think even over the summer, like we didn't, we still didn't know. Um, so like, for, for us, it was like, oh, like, why wouldn't they let us live in eating clubs? Because, like, we can just say that, like, we won't let anybody else in the club. Um, we live in the eating clubs, like, just by ourselves. And then everybody has a single. And it even, like, helps with, like, campus housing. Like, there's more space on campus for people to live. Um, so it was sort of a shock, um, but also, I guess, sort of not. Because, like, all the eating clubs, like, made that agreement with the school to, like, stay closed um, this semester. So, I don't know. It, I still, like, looking back at it, I still, like, I really wish I got to live there because probably the only, one of the only officers in the history of the eating club that didn't get to live in the club. Yeah. Um, which is, like, one of the big pluses about being an officer. Obviously, I didn't, like, I'm not an officer because I wanted to just, like, live in the club. I wanted yeah. to, like, because I love my club. But it's like, a huge perk of it. Yeah. Which but is something yeah. that a lot of people look forward to. But I was really excited about it. Um, but... Like, fortunately, me and six of the other officers, because there's ten total, so mm-hmm. seven out of the ten um, got to live together in Myrtle, 
which I will. I want to ask. I'll ask you about that in a second. But I kind of want to just stand on the topic of the university not letting <laughs> you or any of the officers live in the Eden Club. The way that I've looked at this is that we've been like a semester behind on everything. So mm-hmm. when it was the fall semester, I think seeing the amount of schools that were able to let everyone come back that was a semester where we should have let everyone come back. And then it mm-hmm. wasn't until this spring semester where they said, okay, everyone can come back. Yeah. And I think with the eating clubs, I s- <clears throat> there's no way they're not open in the fall, at least for, at, at the very least for the officers to live in and for, I think, members to eat their meals. That is my prediction right now. Members to eat their meals, I would be hesitant about. Um, just because, like, especially if you think about, like, lunch. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how it is at Ivy, but for lunch, like, it gets really, really crowded. Yeah. Um, because people only, like, a ton of people only have, like, 30 minutes or something to grab lunch between classes or whatnot. Yeah. And so, like, there are too many people in the dining hall to even sit down. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how that would work with, like, I feel like you'd have to do, like, grab and go. But even then, it'd take, like, forever to get everybody through. That that is true. That is true. But I'm also keeping in mind that at this point, where everyone there's supposed to be vaccines available for everyone by mm-hmm. by May. And yes, there's the variants that are spreading a little bit faster. But you would assume that if everyone gets vaccinated by a certain point, say end of summer, everyone's vaccinated, and um, there's significant progress has been made. And maybe mm-hmm. what even if another wave happens, it's probably down that died down by that point. Mm-hmm. I would assume come fall it would be at the point where it would be safe enough to at least let the clubs open for members only. And so in my mind, there is no reason. The the club should have been open this year, point blank period, in my mind. So I'm thinking that in the fall, I think it should be open for like parties, whatever. I don't think Mm -hmm. that's, realistically, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think that's going to happen until the spring semester. So that's Mm kind of my timeline. But I do think we've been a semester behind on everything. So I think that come fall, we should be opening at full capacity. And it's just so much worse when you see all these other schools. Like, Mm -hmm. we all have friends at other schools. You see their Instagrams. You see their Snapchats. They are living in a different world. And we're just here Mm -hmm. with our stupid little social contract, (laughs) not being able to have more than two people in our room, getting people kicked off campus, all these little silly things. Mm -hmm. Because, again, there's a lack of flexibility that's been displayed by the school. Yeah, exactly. Like, I agree with you. Like, they should be open and stuff like that, but especially with vaccines rolling out. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, just seeing how the school handled this semester, I'm just always thinking that the school is going to over, overdo it. Yeah, way yeah, way classes. too conservative when it comes. Yeah. I, yeah, like I said, they've been a semester behind on everything. And so that's the only reason that I don't think we'll be open fully or the club's open fully in the fall. But there is zero excuse for the like you said in the club it's the six or whatever officers each has their own living space gets to spread mm-hmm. out the dining situation a little bit that sounds like help with covid social distancing yeah, and right. all that type of stuff with me the parties are a different story we'll see how that plays out in the fall but mm-hmm. yeah that that i just wanted to get that off my chest <laughs> yeah we've yeah for princeton who's supposed to be like a leader and whatever we've been a semester behind on all this stuff and my, my your, I'm sorry, but your college clock is like almost here. I'm going to ask you about that in a little bit. Yeah. Mine is almost running out, and I need one more regular year. But um, <clears throat> you mentioned that you were able to go to South Carolina Myrtle Beach with the mm-hmm. officers. So could you just tell me a little bit about that and what your whole fall semester was like? Yeah, so that was a lot of fun. Um, we went there for two months, um, September and October, okay. which were like the warmer months of the semester, mm-hmm. thankfully. Um, it, was, <laughs> it was actually... 
very funny because five out of the seven in the house took gap years. Oh, okay. So it wasn't much of like a learning environment. <laughs> yeah. like, and then the other uh, girl in the house that wasn't on gap year, um, she had two friends, like two sophomores on her team. Um, she's on softball mm-hmm. that lived like just down the block, and she would go to their apartment to do work. So yeah. it was pretty much just like me trying to find <laughs> space like, to like do my work and stuff. Especially because I like I was in two coast classes. Yeah, um, you're a smart guy. We went over yeah. this. You're a smart yeah, guy. You, yeah. You're in hard hard classes. <laughs> so like I had to like do projects and stuff a lot, and like work on P sets uh, like over Zoom with other people in the class. Um, but it was a lot of fun. Um, I mean, like we followed all the social distancing. You don't have to. You don't have to say you did. It's South Carolina. You probably did it. It's I okay. Mean, the, the, locals, okay. the locals did not. It was crazy though. No, it was crazy because there were like, there were old people like mm-hmm. like late fifties, like sixties. Yeah. I think I even saw like a seventy year old dude out at a bar one time, and he, like no, there was no masks in sight. The first time we went, we went to a bar. Like everybody rolled up wearing masks. Uh-huh. Um, and everybody at the bar, like, stopped and, like, looked at us weird for, like, wearing masks. No, that's hilarious. And we're like, okay. It's like, <laughs> it's, like that. it's like that. Okay, that's yeah. what's up. No, okay, but here's my thing with that. If you are in the highest, the highest r- risk category and you choose to not wear masks or follow any of the guidelines more power to you. I'm not mad at that. Yeah. And so, like, you're, you're saying that it's, like, the 60, 70-year-olds who aren't wearing masks in South mm-hmm. Carolina, Florida, wherever. I'm not mad at them. Yeah. They they know it's their, you get the one life to live. They're like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm towards the end of my life, maybe. I'm just going <laughs> to... Hey, mo- yeah. statistically speaking, they yeah, probably yeah, are yeah. towards the end not of their true. life. And so if they want to to do whatever they want and live live their lives, I'm I'm, I'm not mad at it. Yeah. I think Because that's, that's the funny thing. People get mad at people our age for not following guidelines. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to the older people, it's like, oh, what do you tell them when they're the ones who probably will, the most likely to, to succumb to COVID? Yeah, exactly. It's like, I don't like, you're not protecting yourself, so I don't feel the need like to protect you either. Because exactly. you obviously are like, fine with Exactly. So, yeah, things. you don't have to say if you follow COVID guidelines. It's okay. Yeah. You, first I mean, of all, you, you, are far from Prin- you are far away from Princeton, so they can't get you in trouble, in tr- in trouble with yeah. that. But would you say that that was? Are you happy with that decision? Do you think you? Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, I'd, I'd do it again in a heartbeat. That's was, what's up. It was a lot of fun. That's what's up. Yeah, I was in the Princeton area, and it was okay. It, for it was what it was. Princeton, mm-hmm. not many people back. Followed the guidelines. <laughs> but yeah, I think because for my friends and I, we all really suck at planning. So a bunch mm-hmm. of people were like, "Oh yeah, let's go to." Because we had some club soccer friends who were in California. Yeah. You were motor- there were people mm-hmm. all over the country, um, and so we were like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna get a house somewhere. It's gonna be so much fun." But we all suck at planning. So by yeah. the time everything rolled around, it's like, "Okay, Princeton, it is." And it's funny because we. For this semester, we, we said the exact same thing. Shout out to you, Max. This is to Max and Andrew. They're like, oh, yeah, we're going to go to the beach. We're going to do this, do that. And it roll, the time rolls around, and here we are, all in Princeton again. So yeah. at least good for the people who were able to sort of organize something. <clears throat> that that was a, a little bit more fun. Um, and so kind of bringing it to being on campus this semester, we the the announcement came out a few weeks ago that there's going to be in person graduation. Yep. And as a as a senior, how does what, how does that make you feel? I I mean, I I didn't care if like we couldn't have any guests or anything. Well, I mean, I care a little bit. Obviously, I want my parents to be there. Yeah. Um, to like see me be able to like walk the stage. I'm air quotes on that. Yeah. <laughs> have a stage, but, but you know what I mean. Like for to see my parents, um, like watch me 
Like that's big for me. Yeah. Um, but I would have been happy just to walk, especially knowing how strict like Princeton is. I was like, please, please, please let us at least have graduation. Um, so I'm happy about that. And then like letting my parents come, like I'm happy about that too. Um, so yeah, like that's 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 good. Oh, so they are letting uh, parents come. Yeah, they're letting two two guests. So oh. it could be any two guests that you want. Oh, I didn't even know that. Okay, that's what's yeah. up. And yeah. are they going to have to be tested or anything? Is that something that they're recommending to, to quarantine they haven't, beforehand? All that I've heard so far is like that they're allowing two guests to come. Okay. Um, I think it would be a hassle to like make everybody get tested. Yeah, not everybody's going on. Yeah, no one's so, going on. Yeah. <laughs> they said the spit yeah, test. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> At a time, like, shipping yeah. all over the world. Okay, that's good. I actually didn't know that it was you got to have two guests come. Okay, that's kind of mm-hmm. huge. But um, did you hear the theory that I had a few podcasts ago about the time, the timing of the decision? Yeah, yeah. And so and so, just to recap, I said that um, the reason that so people who get sent home, seniors who get sent home for breaking the social contract, are not allowed to come back and walk at graduation. And so my theory was that. It was probably a time a few weeks ago where they were hearing a, more about instances of the social contract being broken, and so this was sort of a way to reel things back in and have everyone fall into line, especially for the seniors who, I guess that would be the, the largest consequence for any group, is that you wouldn't be able to walk at your own graduation. So what, yeah. what are your thoughts on that theory? Do you buy it? Do you sell it? What, what, what are your thoughts? Yeah. Um, like, they definitely thought about that. Um, so it's definitely like advantage to them yeah. that like oh if you break the social contract like you can't come to graduation because like I said that's big for me to like actually attend graduation yeah um but I feel like that's I feel like they wouldn't like go through all the hassle to like have a graduation just to make it so that like it's a threat um but it definitely like you have more faith in Princeton than like, I do <laughs> <laughs> like, I think that they have enough heart to like want the seniors this year to like have a graduation again you have more faith in Princeton than not I do. <laughs> like last year where like they literally last year has no graduation yeah so that's sort of rough um, for the seniors who graduated last year but then also how do you feel about the fact that students oh so interesting yeah because like I said I didn't know that two family members got to come from wherever to attend the graduation mm-hmm. so why is it that seniors who aren't on campus right now are not able to come back that seems a little a little absurd to me yeah yeah um I don't know. I like. I feel like they should be allowed to come back. The most definitely, but they then, should be allowed to come but back. Then also, even even if you get kicked off but campus, then also yeah. if you get kicked off campus, you shouldn't be allowed to come back for graduation. One thousand percent. Yes, that's that is not, that should not be a stipulation at all. Yeah. This is me seeing. Oh yeah, they don't. You yeah. like to. Th- I don't think they care about us as much as they say they do. <laughs> so I think they care about us. Just enough to like have in person graduation to show good just to show good face to the rest of yeah. the the world. Yeah. So yeah, wow. Wow. I like if I was a senior who wasn't in the area and I'm not allowed to come back, but they're allowing family members from wherever to come back for graduation, mm-hmm. what yeah. is the logic? And I would just I would just show up anyway. And it's in the stadium too, so it's like there's a definitely enough space. That's a huge stadium. Yeah, stadium is oversized for no reason. There's enough space. For no someone start in this year of petitions. Someone start a petition to let all seniors, regardless of if yeah. you get kicked off, if you're in wherever in the world right now, every single senior should be allowed. Heck, let the seniors from last year come back too. 
<laughs> Actually, no. Maybe I mean, do it. Maybe <laughs> maybe do it on staggered weeks. Okay, back to back weeks, so that everyone can yeah. have their own little turn. But come on, it is yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. The fact that if you've gotten sent home, you can't come back. If you're not on campus right now, you can't come back. All those things just seem very arbitrary and kind yep. of mean to me. Yeah, yeah, same. And then okay, so and then another thing we talked about right before this is back on the first episode or whatever episode I said that this whole pandemic college-wise has been worse for freshmen and sophomores so the class of 23 and 24 yeah and you you would beg to differ yeah no i i still think that the seniors currently have it the worst or the freshmen are close the freshmen this year are close um because it's sort of like i feel like none of them know anything um exactly like they don't like know anybody even if they try to like get to know a group of people like there's a chance that if they hang out with that group of people they'll get kicked off which yeah. I think has happened. To, oh, yeah, it's happened. Yeah, yeah, as, yeah. like a Z group already. Um, Which again, yeah. absurd. Stop kicking freshmen out for when they're all sad and trying to get to meet people. And yeah, yeah whatever. Yeah, that's just really harsh. I don't. But anyways, back to the back to the question. Um, yeah, definitely like us seniors have it really really bad um, because I mean a like you're I feel like you're. Um, what is it called? Junior, senior year? Mm-hmm. Like, because there's, like, the freshman, sophomore, that's a name, and then there's, like, junior and senior. They're called, like, upper upperclassmen. Okay. That's, <laughs> what, that's what, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I was trying to think of. <laughs> I feel like upperclassmen, like, enjoy the college experience, the high school experience, like, so much more. Like, when I was a high school upperclassman, I enjoyed it way more than when I was um, an underclassman. Same. Um, so, like... For my junior year, I only got, what, like a semester and two months, maybe, yeah. at school. Um, and then, like, the rest, the whole year and a semester, like, I don't get to enjoy it yeah. as much as I should. Um, graduation is a plus, um, but it's just, like, my whole senior year is sort of, like, like gone. gone. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, now, that, to me, is the... The biggest argument for the seniors. So the way that I was looking at it is the worst part for y'all is having to finish out your college experience like this. Mm-hmm. But I was looking at it as like y'all had three, uh, you had a full two years regu- regular and then a third year you had 75% regular. And I think that the start of college is uh, you were able to have that freshman year of just being wide eyed and mm-hmm. you were able to have the sophomore year of really finding out who you were and finding yeah. a friend group. You got your whole sophomore spring when you joined your eating clubs and all that yeah. fun. You had a junior fall in your eating clubs with full yeah. members having all that fun. But even then, it's like so I, I fall bickered my club. So uh, okay. I which isn't I feel like it's not too different than than sophomore, especially now because yeah. like. Especially this coming yeah, year. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, but, like, so, yeah, I had a semester in the eating club. Um, but even then, like, it, it's sort of like I had a whole year that I was looking forward to um, that sort of just, like, was gone in an instant. Yeah. And so, for me, the redeeming qualities for, like, why freshmen and sophomores um, and hopefully y'all. Hope, hopefully. The juniors. Hopefully. Um, like, why it's not as bad as us is that, like, things should go back to normal, and, like, you'll get to enjoy that as an upperclassman. But like I said, Prince is a semester behind, so come <laughs> yeah. spring, they might yeah. still be like, yeah, the street so, is not open for parties. Yeah, so potentially, so, we could be just as... So if, if your class, if they're super strict next year and your class doesn't get to, like, 
go out and have fun and stuff like that and like be full members of the eating clubs, then you would have it the worst. That would be my vote. It's yeah, uh, yeah. Because I actually think hmm, I think you have like two and a half years of like. Oh yeah, that yeah. That's why I don't even. I can't even fathom a senior year that's not. Which is why I'm so annoyed that like like I've been saying many times we are a semester behind, and I see them pulling some BS come come next school year. Yeah. Where we're not. I was just hearing from one of my friends yesterday. I don't know how valid this is, but he was saying that the university is still trying to ensure that the club is shut next year. Oh yeah, I feel like the university. Like, they have such a bargaining chip on the eating clubs right now. Money. They just yeah. throw money. It's yep. trash. I hate them yeah. for it. I so really eating, hate them. <laughs> and here's the thing. And here's the thing. Even when the eating clubs open, the university is going to have, like, the say on, like, what you can do, what you can't do. Will they? How come? Why? Once it... Oh, once it no, because the, the eating clubs are separate from the university. And so they right. came together in these times because the university threw all the money that they had at them. But once, right. like, this is over, and if, say, all the eating clubs decide they want to open and they're able to to function financially by themselves, I don't think the university could have any say. Obviously, they could strongly suggest against it and try to pull whatever measures that they have to make sure that the eating clubs follow whatever rules they want. But yeah. I think when it really comes down to it, it should be the decision of the eating clubs. Yeah, but my thing is that, like, the university had the say to shut eating clubs down this year. They had to agree. Like, they had to agree. The eating clubs had to agree, though, didn't but they? But, like, for this semester, for everybody allowed to be on campus, yeah, the eating clubs, like, if... All the eating clubs said they're open. No, but it's because they made the decision all the way in the fall to shut for the entire year. So if they, if they would have made like a, a decision a semester at a time, then I think things would have yeah. been different. That's the universities, they know what they're doing. So when they made that decision and they threw like 300K or however much at yeah. the eating clubs, it was to shut the clubs for the whole school year. Yeah. So I think that's why going forward, like it's going to be new terms uh -huh. and then there's a potential for things to open up. But kind of back yeah. to the, the point of the question, I'm starting to, to see your point a little bit more. I think we were... Really, in the the juniors probably were in the best position out of all four year out of all from twenty twenty one to twenty twenty to twenty twenty four. But like you said, if everything's still the same way it is next year, this year, I think we would have had the worst. Yeah, like <clears throat> every year that sort of normality is like pushed back. Yeah, I feel like my decision of who was had it the worst the seniors year. last year had it worst and then when we found out that like that like we couldn't go to go back to campus this yep. year like my class had it worse yep. and then next year if it's not back to normal your class has it worse and like so no nah, you're so right because i remember last last spring when this all happened and we thought we would be, we would all be back in the fall i was like damn this sucks for the seniors i'm so sorry like this is how you get to close out your college career yeah little did we know <laughs> that <laughs> we would still be in this and now it's worse for y'all seniors worse for the incoming freshmen and yeah so this the who who has it worse is just going to keep shifting based on how long we're in this yep. which hopefully won't be too much longer everybody get your vaccines yeah knocking on wood get your yep. vaccines let us pop this thing back open or just go to florida texas south carolina yeah. live, <laughs> live, live, like yeah whatever right. I don't, whatever okay and so um like i said you are a senior and this is unfortunately how you are closing out your college experience but I think I want to use this part of the show just to reflect on your Princeton journey to this point. Mm -hmm. um, so how does, does it feel like the last four years for you have gone by quickly or slowly? Or how would you say that the time has gone over the last four years? Yeah, no, I think, at least for me, it went by really quick. Um, like freshman, sophomore year, like, I don't know. I'm sort of, 
obviously there are distinct memories that I have of freshman and sophomore year, but at the same time, it's sort of like, wow, that was so long ago. Like, like I don't remember all of it, you know? Um, but yeah, it went by super quick, especially with the pandemic and everything. It's weird because like, I feel like coronavirus and the, the quarantine and everything was like so slow. Super slow. But yep. then after it, like it just seemed like it happened really quick. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah I could I couldn't agree more with you. And I like I, I'm still a junior, so I have one more year of this. But even at this point, we just had midterms, and I'm looking up, and it's like, how am I already in my second half of my spring semester of junior year? Where did the time yeah. go? It seems like just yesterday I was still in high school, still coming to Princeton Preview, visiting all these schools, mm-hmm. being excited about college, and I look up, and now the time is gone, and it's already. A month, I'm a, a, few, a month and a half away from being done with my junior year, and it's just it's a process that I I, I there's no way to slow things down. Obviously, mm-hmm. I'm the the ways to slow things down are taking in the moment, enjoying every single day, which I'm trying to do. Yeah. Although it's very hard to do this semester, but yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. The the time flies by, and so I even remember it would this all the way back to high school. It was uh, I, it was my junior year, and it was the start of my junior season, and our coach was giving this speech, and he was talking to the seniors, and he was like, guys, like, taking every moment, this is going to go by so fast, and when it's gone, you're going to miss it, and you're going to wish you did more. And I was a junior <laughs> in high school, I was like, shut up, man, come on, like, <laughs> let, let's just go play the game, it's, we're young, we're fine, we're going to have fun, and, but, like, that was exactly right, so that year went by quickly, and I'm, all of a sudden, I look up, and I'm at my senior night, and I'm like, where did the time go? Yeah. I get to college, and it's like, damn, I do miss high school basketball. We suck, but it was, there's, yeah. it's high school sports, you, you have a good time with it, and now it's the exact same thing with college, where... I feel like I I was a, I think I've I've always had the mindset that college was such a unique time in my life that I was going to enjoy it regardless of whatever no matter how mm-hmm. stuff how hard stuff were academically so I think more than most people are probably taking full advantage but even then I'm still like I could have done more especially mm-hmm. when COVID hit it's like there's always more you could have done and so yeah that's even like we're going to get to the advice portion later like I'm going to get ask you for advice for uh, freshmen and incoming freshmen but it's like. The time goes by fast. And we sound like old heads right now, but yeah. it goes yeah, by I'm fast. Sure you're gonna you're get it's you're in and out like that. College is four years. That is such a short time. Mm-hmm. So once you once it's day one, you just gotta hit the ground running and, and enjoy enjoy every single moment. Yeah. But um so um so like four years, you're in your senior spring. How how would you compare your freshman yourself or even oh, your yeah. preview self? Just Four years ago, how would you compare yeah. four years ago, Donovan, to today's yeah. Donovan? So I actually, I actually didn't get invited to preview. Um, what happened? Uh, I think it's because I got off the wait list, and so I never got the invite. That is me. Yeah, and oh. so I also like can't send emails to Rocky and stuff. I think that's why too. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you can just subscribe to the Rocky Wire. <laughs> uh, I was never, yeah. I was never I, on that. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fine. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, but but yeah, so. Um, I don't know, like, freshman year, me, was sort of like what you said was just, like, I was like, oh, I have four years here, like, I'm just sort of, like, gonna kick back, relax, and, like, not worry too much about, like, anything, um, which, like, now I'm like, oh, man, like, sort of, like, all the relationships and stuff that I've made, like, are really important, and, like, I just, like, right now, I'm, like, so thankful for all the friends and things that I've made, like, throughout the four years, um, and so, like, 
I'm really adamant about like keeping up these relationships and like and like seeing all these people while I still can and everything before we all like move out around like the globe. Exactly. Um, but yeah, freshman year I wasn't like. I guess thinking about that at all. I was like, oh, like I'll meet who I meet and stuff and like I'll like go out on the street and like, but I wasn't really worried about like, I don't know, like I had my Z group and stuff and I sort of like hung out with them a little bit. I like got close with like a couple people in my Z group, which I'm like still really close with today. Um, but like, yeah, I wasn't as worried about like, I don't know, like making like deep connections and stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, they just sort of happen naturally, which I think is like the, I don't know. I'm not one to, like, really force that. Yeah. Um, but right now, like, I really cherish them a lot more, you know, yeah. than I did freshman year. Yeah, exactly. And that's and that's the thing is, kind of like you said, you, you don't come in. I don't think anyone should come in like, oh, my God, this is college. Or, yes, this is, like, what I'm about to experience is what happens. But I don't think you should come in like, oh, yeah, it's college. Like, I'm going to meet the best friends I have for the rest of my life. So let me go out and just, like, force these relationships to happen yeah. it's more about coming in and then realize like it's not the relationships they start and then you look up like maybe a month later a year later it's like oh wow this is where our friendship started like i never thought it would come to this point mm-hmm. and then at that point it's it's about the conscious effort of making sure that you you sustain it and you put in all that energy into it but i i think there is something to coming in from day one and realizing that you, these are the friends you're going to have for the rest of your life. Yeah. It's, these are, yeah, quite that simple. These are going to mm-hmm. be your people for the rest of your life. And just fully embracing everything and everyone and pushing yourself out of your comfort zone. Yeah. And, like, I think I came in and I'm a naturally more social person. But even at that, even, even at that I was still a little hesitant to mm-hmm. maybe spread my put myself out there a little bit i was still not in my shell because like again social but i wanted to do what was comfortable Mm -hmm. but i think at a certain point i realized again it's college these are people from all over the world different backgrounds who i would have never got the chance to meet otherwise and so now that i'm here with all these people i might as well take full advantage and get to know all these Mm -hmm. people as, as well as i can and even something like joining ivy was had a big part of doing with that. Yeah. It was a place where I was put, putting myself out of my comfort zone. There were other clubs that I could have joined where I would have known more people automatically. I would have felt more comfortable. But I was like, no, that's not why I'm here. It's about <laughs> expanding, really. Not like going into everything. It's like, oh, I'm expanding my network. But that is what you're doing when you're joining yeah. these different sorts of groups. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and so I think it was important that you said like not forcing it, but just being open and like putting yourself in that position to make friends um, and to like make friends that you don't think you otherwise would have made. Um, Cause like you said, joining Ivy, like me joining Canon. Um, so I fall bigger Canon. I didn't get into any eating clubs my sophomore spring. Mm-hmm. Um, and my roommate was in Canon. I didn't know too many people in Canon, um, but like he like really like pushed me. Um, and another friend that I made in Canon, she was on the women's golf team. Mm-hmm. Uh, her name's Maya, mm-hmm. but like, I got really close with her, and then obviously I was really close with Nico, my roommate, um, and they sort of like pushed me, like, oh, like come on, like join Canon, like, like you're gonna love everybody in the club and stuff like that. So like I started meal exchanging stuff, and like I loved everybody I met, and so um, I fall bickered, and luckily I got in, and then even in Canon, um, like I wasn't gonna run for an officer position, but people kept on like, coming up to me, like, hey, you're running for IM chair, right? Because um, like I played a lot of IMs, so I was yeah. like, good friends with IM chair. Um, and the first couple of people I was like oh no like I'm not running like I had some friends that were running and I was like I don't want to run against them and stuff like that 
Um, but like more and more people kept coming up to me and asking like, oh, hey, you're running, right? And then I was like, wait. Like, <laughs> should I run? <laughs> yeah, I should run. <laughs> I should, yeah. And yeah, and I've gotten like close with like all the officers, which I otherwise like wouldn't have. Um, like I, I definitely wouldn't have been this close or like got a house with all of them mm-hmm. in the fall this year. And you did become so, an officer too. So, so that's yeah. just a, a testament to, I mean, you never know how these things work. Uh, even if you don't get in somewhere first and you try again or you didn't even mm-hmm. try for the first time, you you never know what's going to happen. So again, yeah. that's just a testament to putting yourself out there and look at look at where it, it could lead you. And you, again, if Princeton wasn't stupid, led you to, <laughs> to living in the club. But unfortunately, mm-hmm. that didn't get to happen. And honestly, I will say this about Cannon. I got a little biased towards Cannon, and I probably told you, told you this before. <laughs> this is one of those clubs. So for anyone who's listening, Cannon is one of the eating clubs, and it is primarily athletes. Is that fair to say? There's I know it's fair to majority, say, but I'm, yeah. yeah, I'm asking you with like I know the answer, but I'm asking you. Anyway. There's a majority of athletes. Majority of athletes, club. okay, and said athletes tend to be little bigger human beings. So <laughs> on nights out, you go to Canada, at least freshman year, you would go there, and it's just a bunch of trees around you, and it's like, all right, man, this ain't it for me. The girls is looking right over you, right, right, right to the dude that's like six five behind you. It's like, hey, mm-hmm. man, I had enough of this. So I've had that. I've had that bias against Canon since freshman fall. Yeah, and to this day, I I think I finally let it go because mm-hmm. I, I think I know people in there so it's, it's good people but I will I, I just had to be honest with you and let you know that I, yeah. I had a bias against your club for a long yeah. time because I, I didn't feel seen okay mm-hmm. I just want to be seen <laughs> I mean I felt like sort of the same way like I had the same sort of views as you I guess um, not like a bias against mm-hmm. but um, definitely when I was like freshman sophomore um, before I actually like started to get to know people in the club I was like, oh man, it's a bunch of athletes. Like, they're all like above six foot. Like, yeah, they one, are. One of the, <laughs> one of the jokes I heard, I might have said it, was like, oh yeah, like you need to be over six foot to get in. <laughs> um, but yeah, because like I don't know, it's just like, for me, like I didn't know people in the club, so that's just what I saw, like from the outside. Um, but like I said, once I like joined the club and things, like, um, I mean, they are they are pretty tall. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just it was like a lot more than that like they're actually like really like cool people that I like love to hang out with exactly and th- that's the that that's a general theme I think we'll see across all the eating clubs because you mm-hmm. you have some people who are so strongly against them but have never actually spoken to anyone in them and so that yeah. was very very similar with Ivy where it's come in has this reputation as being clothes people are real stuck up real snobby and all that and so from the outside looking in you're like oh my goodness like i would never want to join there Mm -hmm. and then you get to meet some people in the so for me i met you know jared jared young Mm -hmm. i think he was one of probably the biggest reasons that i did it because he joined he spoke so well about it and you get to know different people in it and you're like these people are nothing like what people on the outside try to describe and then you get in and you're like oh yeah they're definitely not what people try to describe Mm -hmm. and so again all the clubs have their own stereotypes from the outside looking in, that for the most part aren't true. And so, yeah, for any sophomores, actually they just bickered. Freshmen, potentially listening, mm-hmm. don't not bicker a club because of a stereotype or a reputation. Because for the most part, those are just people on the outside being haters. <laughs> and yeah, just do do whatever you think is best for you. Yeah. Um, okay, so kind of the, the next question is... <clears throat> Now, I don't know if this maybe was answered with the last question, but where would you say you've experienced your biggest personal growth over your last four years here at Princeton? Oh, my gosh. Wow, that's a tough one. I'm a journalist, uh, but I'm not actually. I, <laughs> I, I do this. I could have a career in, like, interviewing if I really wanted to. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think I sort of touched on it earlier with just, like, 
my biggest personal growth is just like trying to like make relationships and make like deep connections and like make them matter and make them last um because for me like obviously I care about school and stuff but like I like put in the work I did well in school um and like I don't know I think there's a healthy balance between like school and like actually enjoying your time amen to that um (laughs) so if I only would have did school and I didn't like make all these relationships that I did, it would I felt like it would have been a completely different experience. Like I wouldn't have really enjoyed college um, for what it was. So yeah, definitely like like growing relationships, I guess, is where I like also grew. That's, no, that, yeah, that does make sense. And kind of like you said, and I do think this is the an attitude that most people at Princeton have, and I think it's an attitude that I wish everyone everywhere had. But it's work hard, play hard. Mm-hmm. That is very doable and very feasible. I think a lot of people come into not even just Princeton, whatever university they're at, and they think they need to be in the library twenty four seven, only ever doing schoolwork, only ever doing academically related things. But it comes to the point where, first of all, there is always more work to be done for any class. There's yep. always more readings, more problem sets, more whatever to do. You need to be able to get to the point where you are comfortable enough in the amount of effort that you've put in where you know that, okay, I can put this work to the side and I could go to that sports game. I could go to that dance show. I could go to this party and things will be okay. Because, and I've been saying, even since high school, I've been saying this and even now in college, I, my most memorable experiences and the, the places that, and the experiences that have caused the most self-growth for me have all come out of the classroom. And mm-hmm. I say that without without a doubt, whether it's the summer trip that I took or a club that I'm a part of or just thing, things that I remember doing or interactions that I have when I go out. All these things that lead to the most personal growth, for me at least, mm-hmm. have happened outside the classroom. And so if you're someone who is just a bookworm and you're only ever in the library, only ever doing these sorts of things, you really don't know what you're missing out on mm-hmm. and how much you could change as a person because you're not putting yourself out there and giving yourself the opportunity to sort of do these different sorts of things. So, again, work, like I always say, like here, like we work hard and play a little bit harder. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. That is the way, honestly, that might be the, that's the episode of this title. Work hard, <laughs> work hard, work hard play, hard, play hard. harder. Boom. That's, that's the episode of this title. But yeah, so I think, yeah, that's a, a really good point. And that's one thing that I try to stress to, to anyone who will listen to me is like, just have some fun. Yeah. We're young. Yeah. It's college. You're not supposed to be slaving away for four years in a row. If Do that after if you want. Just enjoy your time here. Exactly. Yeah. Boom. You have the rest of your life to, to work nine to five or whatever. Or, whatever. <laughs> or in the case of Goldman, like that article that just came out, Gosh. it's like nine to nine to five, but it's like a.m. to a.m. Yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, God bless. <laughs> Um, okay, <clears throat> and I can't, again, this is another one that I kind of touched on, but just to directly ask mm-hmm. it, wh- what does it feel like to be to be finish, uh, finishing off your college experience like this, and um, what's, what do you wish that Princeton would try to do for y'all, if anything, going forward to sort of make up for this lost year? Um, yeah, I, like I said, it's definitely like not ending how I thought it was going to end. Um, but I have a lot of friends on campus. I'm trying to make the most out of it. A lot of them are seniors as well, um, so they are too. 
Um, so just, yeah, taking advantage of, of the time that we do have left. And then what can Princeton do to make up for it? I have a theory. Can I, you want to hear my theory or my suggestion? Yeah. yeah. I think <clears throat> whenever we are, whenever we're all said and done with this pandemic, even mm-hmm. if it's a year from now, two years from now, I say they block off a whole summer. So you, reunions is so reunions is always right after graduation or right before, right after. It's right. It's right before. Right before. Okay. So here's what you do. I think from reunions, you don't just make it one weekend. You extend it for two months. And they let everyone who lived or who went through college in this pandemic time, so class of even 2020 or is last year's? What year? 2021. I'm 2021. Yeah, so from from class of 2020 to the class of 2024, they block off two months in the summer. They say everyone could come back, and it's basically a two-month-long reunions period only for those four classes to just make up for lost time. That is my my uh, suggestion, which I will be bringing to Eyes Ruber, and I will let you know what he says. Mm-hmm. So, what what would you like? Is is there any other? What else? What would you like to see get done, get yeah. done for y'all, if anything? Uh, yeah. Wow. Um, so basically, I I was thinking about that, but you said what I was thinking like on steroids. I was basically gonna say like just whenever we can have reunions next, just like blow the joint out, like invite. Oh, like, that's gonna happen. Have regardless. like a ridiculous. pretty much make it like lawn parties like have like a ridiculous like headliner and like actual like like famous like rappers and stuff which they can afford for the 50 year tent yeah there's connections they know if they would have saved a little bit of the money they spent on Jason (laughs) 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 oh such a stupid decision (laughs) yeah okay I like that I like okay boom we honestly why not combine that make it a two month long festival with headliners every weekend Mm -hmm. and Princeton can can afford it because unlimited unlimited money supply okay good answer um and so Again, more of a, a reminiscent question. What What is it that you think you, you're you going to miss the most about Princeton once you're graduated? Oh, gosh. I just feel like being just, like, physically as close to everybody as I am. Because um, especially, like, being home over the summer and stuff, um, and for a little bit of the fall semester, it was, like, on a... What day is it? Say Friday. On a Friday morning, I can't walk over to your room yeah. and like hang out or whatever. Like, I can't like go over and play like Snappa at my friend's house or something. Um, and like all the like parties and stuff that used to happen um, over the four years, like it's just different. Like you grow up, you like you sort of like you go to bars with a couple of your other friends. Like on the weekends during the week, you don't really do much. You're like, oh, it's a Tuesday night, like. Like, we're going to watch a movie or something. We're not going out or anything. Um, and just having the opportunity, like, any time during the week to, like, go hang out with people, that's what I'm going to miss the most. That is. And, again, I'm just getting sad thinking about <laughs> thinking about Even I'm getting sad about being in the real world and not missing out on all this, too. But you're right. When we got sent home, that was probably the, the worst part about it is we went from being at most a 15-minute walk from any of our friends and from any activity that we wanted to do mm-hmm. to everyone being spread out all over the world and just yeah. being so far away from each other. And that is another very special thing about college is, like you said, random Tuesday night, someone hits you up, you go hang out, you talk for hours, you watch a movie, you play games, you go play football. There's just so much that you can do because everyone is so close to each other. Like, you see, I'm getting sad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, dude, I'm legitimately getting sad right now. This, uh, 
These are the things that make college college that have been so impossible this year at Princeton, not anywhere else, just mm-hmm. at Princeton. And again, all I can hope for is a regular senior year, but you are, you're so right. Yeah. It's, the the little the even just the little interactions that happen that you don't expect just bumping into someone and you end up talking you make plans to hang out later you hang out just all the the potential for the socialization that happens when everyone is within such a such a small radius of each other because we have a small campus and it's to, yeah. to the point where everyone gets to know each other sort of well and you see a lot of familiar faces so yeah dude it's it's sad you I didn't I I didn't want to make you sad I thought I was going to then I just ended up making myself sad (laughs) so yes college is college is great man I love college shout out to Asher Roth you know that song good song thank you some people don't know that song blasphemy the end of the world last year when he got kicked off campus Uh you know that was playing love to hear it (laughs) love to hear it um okay and so that is most of the questions I want to ask in the very last one is what, and again, this might've been some, or I'll ask you to say something different from what you've already said previously, but what advice will you give to current freshmen in the class of 2024 and incoming freshmen in the class of 2025, just about college and Princeton and about the way that they should take advantage of the four years that they have here? Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. I said a lot. Okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah, definitely just, like, going out of your comfort zone. Um, and, like, even if you have – so, I guess, yeah, one thing for me is that I always try to take, like, a really fun or interesting course um, every semester. So, I usually take, like, a visual arts course. Um, this semester, I'm taking a dance course. And uh, – and West African drumming, which is, like, really fun. I think Jay Lyons um, like that, yeah. Yeah. And so, like, honestly, I might have found a new hobby mm-hmm. by taking this class. Like, I sort of want to buy a djembe and, like, and like practice after, <laughs> after this semester. Um, so, like, one is, like, taking classes that you would take just for fun um, that you're, like, you're interested about or you have no clue about. And, honestly, that could, like, lead into other things. Um, like, you could maybe, like, join a dance group or something or join an acapella group. Um, I think the acapella groups are hard to get into because, like, you actually have to be really good. Yeah. Um, but, like, joining, like, a dance group or something like that um, where you can, like, meet new people and, like, learn something new and have fun while doing it. Um, or, like, doing IMs or something, like, something that you wouldn't think of doing, but, like, you see, like, a random poster about on campus or something. Just, like, maybe take one of those and just do it. That would, that would be my advice. I like that. That's good. That yeah, Again, yeah, exactly. Putting your putting yourself out there. You you never know what it is that you're gonna. You never know what you're gonna do in love, and you're never gonna find that out if you just stick within your comfort zone. And again, just a ditto on everything you said. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, let me try to think of. Think of another piece of because you're right. We have covered a lot of different topics, dude. Let me just say this real quick. This is a quality podcast. <laughs> yes, sir. This is a quality podcast, but it's hard to get people to listen. So there is this. It's just out there for people to want to listen to. But we, yeah, we've been crushing it. Thank you. This has been a great a episode. The little pat, yeah, I, yeah, because I can. I'm allowed to pat myself on the back if mm-hmm. no one else will. This is quality. There's some good stuff in here if people would listen. So, um, but yeah, I think. Hmm. 
Honestly, fuck it. We've covered most of it. You said, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've covered enough on this episode. I think that, and honestly, you're the senior. I will let you have the last say as far as advice goes. Um, so, okay, we are 55 minutes in, cool. and I will bring it to the Tiger Confession section. Yes. <laughs> um, okay. I have first one. It says, fellow seniors, I'm not a senior. How many hours a week are you working on your thesis? Um, zero to three, three to six, six to nine, nine to 12, 12 to 14, 14 plus. Donovan, how many hours are you working on your thesis? <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> Do you have another question backed up? Uh, there's more questions. Okay, yeah. good. Because um, I don't have a thesis. Oh. So. <laughs> Oh, because you're BSC. Yeah. Oh, so what a loser. I love, I love just shoving it in, in, in everyone the, else's faces. <laughs> so zero to three. <laughs> I like that. That's good. Okay, good. Okay, yeah. So for people listening, the engineers here, which is BSC, they don't have to do a thesis. Oh, okay. Um, we did have to take physics and math, though. So yeah, you suffer the pain a, a little bit, a little bit earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, next question. Oh, no, that's not the one I wanted to do. I saw stall time. That's not the one I wanted to do either. One thing really quick while uh-huh. we're going back. Uh-huh. So, big perks about um, private school. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> you run it all the way I just, back. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like I didn't say as much as I should have said real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, it definitely prepared me for college. Um that, like, I feel like I wouldn't have gotten into public schools, especially in my area where I grew up. Like, mm-hmm. the public schools were not very good. Mm-hmm. So my mom was really adamant about me going to private school. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, one, I wouldn't be here without it. Mm-hmm. Like, if I went to the to the public schools, mm-hmm. I probably um, would have only applied, like, in-state to, like, Texas schools. Mm-hmm. So definitely, like, got where I am because of it and then was very prepared because of it. So... <laughs> so there. So Fifty there. minutes later, uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> there yeah. you go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. Boom. So I found found the one that I wanted to do. This one's just uh. Okay. No. This is what I want to do. Yes. Um. It is, the the post says and it's relationship based. So prepare yourself. Ooh, okay. <laughs> let's go. Let's go. Oh, juicy. It says I'm romantically interested in someone who is in my same class here. We've been really good friends up to this point, but I cannot bear the thought that we both graduate. I will never let them know how I feel. Regardless of whether they reject me or not, if I do confess, I still want to be friends with them. But I'm not sure if I should let them know. What should I do? Should I repress my feelings and keep sharing my unconditional love for them? Asking for a friend. That is juicy. Wow, that is juicy juicy. stuff. All right, Donovan, let's hear it. Guests always go first. One thing that I noticed at the end was that they said repress their feelings and like keep trying or whatever. So it sounds like they did it in the past Mm -hmm. and then they sort of got friend zoned Mm -hmm. and then now they like want to do it again. Shoot their shot again. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like they're pretty set, um, like they're going to do it. So honestly, I just say, like, fuck it, go for it. Um, yes, sir. But, yeah, it is really tricky that, like, they're friends already, and so it could, things could get awkward after it. Um, but I would say, fuck it, shoot your shot. Ask them out to, like, lunch or something, um, which it sounds like if you're friends, you probably do that already. Um, but I would try to, like, ease into it. Don't just, like, ask them out to lunch and be like, hey, I want to be more than friends, because that definitely would probably scare them off or like 
not work how you think it'd work. Um, definitely try to like work it in naturally and like ease into it. Um, I don't know how exactly to do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yes. Ex- yes. I again. With, so since COVID's happened, mm-hmm. I've come back to Princeton. Say, what you, that could work in their advantage since COVID happened. You know, like maybe like there are not as many options. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I was trying to see where you're going. I was like, like, nah, or like I don't, I don't know. COVID, like people get lonely because like COVID, like they don't meet a lot of people. COVID was lonely, lonely, bro. How's how's that so bad? That honestly could work in their advantage. But I'm sorry to cut you off. No, you're oh, good. Like, you're so all good. You're all good. I was just saying that ever since COVID happened, I have told myself that. Unless I had, like, a very legitimate reason for not doing something that I wanted to do, that I'm just going to go for it anyway. And I think this podcast is a result of that. There was nothing holding me back. Life is short. I need to do all the things that I want to do. And that involves shooting your shot. So I think that this person needs to follow the exact same approach. The worst that's going to... Okay, the worst that's going to happen, you might lose a friend. But if you're good friends and you express your feelings for them... And they don't feel the same way. If they're a good friend, you can still remain being friends. There will be some hurt feelings for a little bit, and it might be awkward for a little bit, but you will still remain friends. But So I say the the upside is a lot bigger than the downside. Mm -hmm. So definitely, definitely shoot your shot. It is shoot your shot 2K21, and who knows? Maybe this person feels the same way about you, and boom, there you go, relationship. But as far as like you are, like you said, you are a senior, you're about to graduate, what you got to lose? Shoot your shot. That's True. that's my advice for you. And yes, let us know how it goes. I wish there was a way for me to know who posted these so I could like get them this uh, audio and then see what they did based on mm-hmm. the on the advice. Because yeah. I think we've been giving some good advice. Again, patting myself on the back, <laughs> giving some real thoughtful answers here. Yeah, would like to hear what people have to say. Okay. Um, and then this is just like a little quick one that I think mm-hmm. is kind of funny. And it says, tell me you go to Princeton without telling me you go to Princeton. Go. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, okay, definitely something about um, late meal, tendies, and Old Bay seasoning. Like, dude, today I went to late meal and I said, can I get some tendies sweet, please? Uh-huh. And they didn't know what I... What that's, I said. That's a damn shame. And they're like, sorry, what? Like, Can I get some chicken tenders and sweet potato fries? And they're like, oh, we don't have sweet potato fries. I was like, okay, well, do you have Old Bay seasoning? And they're like, no, we don't. I was like, damn. Also, on the topic of late meal, that, honestly, no. I don't, we're already at an hour. I don't want to get into it. I'll, t- I'll do late. Honestly, let me write that down. Late meal, I'll take talk notes about, for Take notes for, for a future episode. Mm-hmm. But I think for me, the, the go-tos for, like, telling me you go to Princeton without telling me you go to Princeton is, oh, I go to a small school in Central Jersey. That's one. I say that all the time. All the time. <laughs> all the, so all I think, time. honestly, it's obnoxious to just say you go to Princeton. So yeah. unless someone else brings it up, I'm not going to be the yeah. first one to bring it up. So I just like, oh, where do you go to school? Central Jersey. Small school in Central Jersey. It could yeah. be Ryder. It could be Rutgers. TCNJ. Rutgers. That's a big school. Oh, <laughs> that's, a, that's small, a huge that's school. Small that's a small school. school. That's a huge school in Central yeah. Jersey. So yeah, small school in Central Jersey, or my eating club. Just anything eating club related. Like oh my well, in, gosh. in this eating club, Bro, the amount of times <laughs> that I'll say like, oh yeah, my eating club, and my friends back home will be like, what are you? Don't just like make fun of me. Like, oh, your eating club. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, yeah, I get the exact same thing. No, yeah, I remember Thanksgiving. My family was awesome. Not this last Thanksgiving, they were making fun of me. Like, oh, like the food club. They they call it food to like yeah. to annoy. They just call it the food club. I'm like, okay, you know what it's called, but yeah, be difficult. My parents just like 
just don't remember that it's an eating club. They uh-huh. always know it's like sort of food related. Uh-huh. They'll say like dining club or yeah. food club or whatever, <laughs> yeah. but they never say eating club. <laughs> so yeah, I think those are the two main ones. That it's like telling me go to Princeton without actually saying it. it's like oh eating clubs in small school in Central Jersey. But um, that was a great episode. We are hour three minutes in. Donovan. Any final words? Thank you for being a guest today. No, just like thank you so much for having me. This is the first podcast I've ever been on. Um, oh, and I really enjoyed it. Like I was really excited going in. And yeah, it was a lot of fun. Perfect. Thank you so much. Well, this has been another episode of Go With The Flow. If you are still listening an hour and four minutes in, I love you and I appreciate you. And have a fantastic day. Thank you. <laughs>